It is Levac and Gaz, and I just felt really loud all of a sudden. Um, I don't even know where I am anymore. I don't know. I'm in Georgia. That's where I am. I'm in Columbus, Georgia, my friend. And uh, you guys, you appear to be in. Uh, are you? Are you? Are you actually in your home? I'm in my home. That's right. Wonderful Capital Region area. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's something everywhere, but I've just been drinking it. Uh, we had a big press conference today, man. I'm ready. Like I'm fired up. I've been handling media down here, um, you know, pretty much straight through, doing what I got to do, handling handling the business of uh, of arena football uh, here in in the um, in the the Empire of the South. That's what uh, that's one of the the nicknames that Georgia had had received at one point. It's true. Who started, who started giving that nickname? Is that from the back in the 1800s, or just because of your presence they've adopted it? Wild okay. It was there was a point where like, um, I guess I guess they thought that the industry down here would would rival that of New York, or or at least mimic it. However, I feel like the industry down here was slightly different than that of New York at that time. And maybe not nearly as much to be proud of. Um, all right, so but it is we are we are proud here um, in Columbus. We had our big press conference today. We we unveiled the, the new logo, as you can see. Right Ooh, look at new that! Logo. Very cool. And uh, also, we uh, introduced everybody to the new head coach of the Columbus Lions. You will uh, remember him if you are an Empire fan. He was our defensive backs coach, Chris McKinney. So C Mac and Levac down here in Georgia. About to run it back and get a title for this team, take it away from the other team. That's what we're. I doing. have I have so many questions for you, Levac. It's going to feel like an old pregame show from this past summer about the stuff you just told me there. All right, let, let's start with the logo for NAL fans, for Capital Region sports fans, everybody who follows the league in your new role here with the Lions. So the new logo that was being worked on before you got there was that a first impression day one thing for you that you wanted changed? No, uh, no, it was this was already done. Um, because actually, like, I took one look at it. I, was, I didn't look at it yet. They told me they were they came up with a new logo, and I instantly went, "Do you realize how expensive that's going to be? Because <laughs> you got to put it on everything. Like, you can't, you can't, you got to get new logos everywhere." And and then I saw it. I was like, "Okay, you got to, yeah, we got to do that. That's that's got to be done. That's got that's got to be a thing." Um. So no, that was I was not me. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just glad that it's done because I, I really like it. Okay, so that is not you. Let's talk about the hiring of Coach McKinney here. On Albany Empire Connection, uh, I would have I've been stirring it up since they won the championship. The Empire about Coach Damon wearing every assistant, and since you announced your move of going to Columbus, of if you're going to poach somebody from the Empire franchise, uh, tell us as much or as little as you'd like to about Coach McKinney now wearing some new uniforms, brand new fresh unis for 2023 on the sidelines behind the boards. Uh, well, you know, you know, I love Damon Ware. Coach Ware is amazing. He should have won Assistant Coach of the Year. Um, very very good coach very good guy um i i know for a fact that if i tried to poach him from head coach tamanas he would drive down here and fight me so you know i don't want to hurt the old fella so i decided to not do it uh no it, and it, c-mac makes so much sense on so many levels um he's he's from the, he's from this area he's been living in, in atlanta or just outside of atlanta uh for a very long time now he has been a coach at every level. He's been a head coach at multiple places. He's been an, an offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive backs coach. He's done it all. And it also, and just like kind of a small world variety, when we brought him up to one of the other owners of the team, Casey Smith, Casey's eyes lit up because Casey and he had worked together before. Like he had hired, Casey had hired 
McKinney as a coach, but then C-Mac got the opportunity to go coach with the Philadelphia Soul, so it didn't come together. But then in the um, Extreme Football League, it was a different a different XFL. McKinney won Coach of the Year, so there's actually a picture from like 10 years ago of Casey Smith handing him a trophy. So they reenacted the picture today, so it's like a 10-year difference of the two of them. And they both still look better than me in both pictures. So, um, so you know, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of places where it worked. And um, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, with Jason Gibson being the only head coach the Lions have ever known, you know, I, I felt like we needed we needed the kind of person who would both be hungry to win, but also be patient with people who are going to be like, well, you know, you're not the coach that we're used to and stuff like that. And then, and McKinney, you know, checked every single box. So. Uh, luckily, we were able to get him, and um, you know he was out here today. He's he's still doing some stuff back at home, and then he'll be back and forth from here, and uh, you know, and then he'll be down here, and uh, we'll get it going. Ooh! So for those who haven't caught the weekend podcast, you are still down there for a few more days. So even though there's a new logo, mm-hmm. even though there's a new head coach, mm-hmm. even though there's a new owner, mm-hmm. more work still left to be done for you down in the Peach State. We're just getting started. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, again, you know, Jason Gibson did a lot here. So when he left for Jacksonville, you know, uh, Josh Blair and, and Casey Smith and, and all the great people in the office, you know, they, they kind of looked around and went, all right, who's uh, who's going to come pick up some of this slack with us here? Like, we got this, but we're, we need a little help. And so, you know, uh, we're, you know, I'm in there trying to trying to help out best I can. Biggest thing I'm doing right now is just meeting people. There's this is a this is like a community run team. You know, like, like, um, I had, I got to meet Miss Pat, uh, yesterday. I took her out to dinner and Miss Pat is, she's a fan who became like basically the team seamstress. Like she'll sew the nameplates on, she'll fix the jerseys, all that stuff. Like, you know, there's, it's, it's the community is riled, rallied around this team. And I think the most important thing that I can do right now is get to know everybody so that when I represent the Columbus Lions, I accurate, accurately represent them. Because we all know I have a tendency to get a little, have a little fun and get after it a little bit. Um, so I just want to make sure that as I, as I do those things, I do them in a way that the fan base of Columbus Lions will not, will not be like, hey, fat boy, calm down. <laughs> you're <laughs> they're, already, they're all very polite. No, but you're already off to a good start because the Miss Pat reference is a very Southern culture thing that I'm very uh, intrigued, I think is the word I'll use there by that because it is so often used in the south like nick saban's wife is miss terry and i think a lot of college football fans know that reference to miss terry they think it might just be because of nick saban no that's like a very it's so common in the south to use that miss prefix on female adults names that people in the south don't even think twice about it but even you saying it, i'm like oh he's getting it like he's well, like this is a part of the culture yeah she introduced herself to me as pat and um I had already talked to uh, to our, our director of football operations, um, Alan Meek, and he had said, "Oh, Miss Pat, well, look, you'll you'll love Miss Pat." So, I, so as soon as she goes, "Yeah, you know, it's Pat," I go, "Is it Pat or is it Miss Pat?" And she starts laughing. She goes, "Most people call me Miss Pat." I go, "Then I will call you Miss Pat." So, <laughs> you know, so that's that's yeah, it's a well, it's just it's so many great people, you know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of. Like you don't want to, you, you want to walk into a room and just kind of be by yourself and, and do some stuff. And then you start talking to people and they know they recognize from a couple of the news stations and stuff like that. And they're like, they want to talk lines. So that's what we get into. You can't, you can't help but be, you know, wrapped into it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. 
so there's and just just to pull back a little bit from the National Real League side, there's only one opening left. Right. That's Orlando. Coach Resignalo, who was formerly with the Carolina Cobras, announced via social media earlier this week he's no longer with the franchise. So there's one vacancy still left. One really good coach out there. And we know how there's different levels of football. Coaches can bounce around. That's just a part of it. Just like any professional football league, people can move around. That's totally it. And then the free agency period, we're still a ways away from. Like not next week or later this fall. We're 2023 before rosters can start shifting. Uh, November 1st. November 1st. Okay. Every team has the ability to negotiate with their current roster exclusively until November 1st. So yeah, so there's it's it's clipping along, it's coming. So you know we were we were uh, we were lucky today for the press conference. Uh, DeAndre Brown came out. It was good to see him. And it's weird because if if it's a different scenario right now, I'm not even allowed to say that name. But now I can because it's it's Lions organization. <laughs> so that's just funny. Like and then like you know all of our um, all the former Empire guys were reaching out and congratulating, you know, Coach McKinney. And he's like looking at me and he's like, so like each one, he's like, he's like showing me, he's like, okay, I'm just writing. Thank you. I'm like, okay, validate, you know, whatever. Cause you can't tamper. You gotta be careful, you know? And, and all of our guys are jokesters. So, you know, I could see one of our, I could see one of our guys going on my way, you know, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, I got to sit in front of commissioner Siegfried and get slapped in the wrist with a ruler. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's different. It's a definitely a different thing, but, um, but it's good. And we're, and we got a lot of, a lot of great players here that we're going to, um, we're going to do our best to keep them all. And, and then, you know, November 1st, he starts the poaching. Nothing would make me more satisfied if somehow you got a letter from Commissioner Siegfried that you didn't get a fine, just like in writing. We've noticed on the most recent LeVac and Gaz show from Godzilla Media that you said the following. Just send me the picture of the, the, the notice, and that would make me very happy. No, because, see, here's the beauty of this, right? And I've been, I'm very cautious of these things because, remember, I'm part of an ownership group, right? So the ownership group that I am part of and represent in Columbus is also majority owners of the Albany Empire, majority owners of the Orlando Predators. So the way that I do my job the best is to not touch rosters. I don't have anything to do with player personnel. Coach McKinney is going to handle player personnel. It's his job, just like Coach Manas handled player personnel in Albany. And that way, I can never tamper. I can be interviewed by every podcast under the sun. I can do this crappy show. And no matter what I say, since I don't handle rosters, I am not tampering. No. That's, what that's what I believe. Fine. That's what I say. All right. We'll see if that's a thing. All right. You're in Georgia. If you just stopped in, you're watching this now. Back in God's. Don't forget programming note, too. We mentioned this on the Hooter Show this past weekend. This Thursday, we are not going to be at Mohawk Honda. Next Thursday, we are at Mohawk Honda. So next Thursday, LeVac will be back in the Capital Region. We'll be broadcasting live from Glenville, New York, Mohawk Honda, where you can get your new vehicle this fall. Love talking to people all week long, man. I feel like my phone's been blown up at Mohawk Honda, which is awesome. For people from all over the place, from Utica to Syracuse to Watertown to more. Hey, guys, uh, Mohawk Honda still has great vehicles, right? I'm like, yes, nothing changed from the summer, man. 2023s are on the way. You get a great price on 2022s. That supply chain is still in that weird spot. Take advantage of it. Trade in your previous vehicle and get a new ride. Money in your pocket more. We are so excited to be back in Mohawk Honda for a live show. Always have so much fun with everybody there. Getting their sports picks, talking sports with them and more. Excited to be back. Shout out to the Herodin family. Shout out to Greg Johnson. Feels like he's been in like, 
five of the biggest sporting events this year. I believe he's been to the Masters, an SEC tailgate, the National Championship in March. Hopefully we'll get him for like three minutes to figure out exactly where he's been since we've last seen him. But if you need a new vehicle, Mohawk on is the spot. I've been putting off my oil change. Hopefully, after I take a road trip to Cortland this weekend, I will be able to get back. Yeah, I got to take care of that. Shout out to John and Service and more. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. It was um. So my hotel is right next to a Chevrolet dealer. Like it's like like if you look here, let me see if I can do this. If if you look out the murder suite, can you see it over there? So it's a murder suite because you're on the first floor. I'm on the first floor, and I have a sliding glass door that opens. So murder suite. So that's um that's Sons Chevrolet. Okay. Boo. Boo. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I think I think what I want to do is I want to get a hold of our good friends at Mohawk, Andy Gelcher, Jeff Harridan, and I want to try to open one right next door, and I want to call it like Mohawk and. So everybody will think this is, it's one dealership, <laughs> Mohawk and Sons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think do. Brilliant. Dude, my truck is is like the star of this trip. So like everybody, when I when I like I'll pull up and I'll probably like, wow, where'd you rent that? I'm like, no, I drove, I drove that. You know, first and then they like look at me like I'm a total freaking moron for driving all the way from Albany. And then they just start talking about the truck. And I'm like, how can you love the truck so much and be and not understand why I would drive it, you know, for 16 hours? But um, it's it, it's very it it's definitely been the like I like the color I like this I like that I'm like yeah you know I'm pretty classy and Andy Gelcher told me to drive it so that's what I I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> you but, needed a vehicle like that for 20 hours, right? Was it the final total? 20, 22? About 20, yeah. It was it was yeah. I think it was like 20 and change. Um, but it yeah it was, but like about four hours of that was sleeping in the back of it. So you know it was nice. It was it was. It was weird. It got to the point where just I started babbling to myself, but you know that kind of happens anyway. So at least there was a reason. Oh, for a man, I, miss, I miss those road trip finales oh, with you. God. I was thinking about that. So like, I was about two and a half hours into my drive, and I wasn't even in like Pennsylvania yet. And I started thinking about like that was like the rides back from things when we get to that like two hour mark, where I would just start babbling. I would just start going. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should call guys. <laughs> Next road trip we do together, whatever it is, maybe it'll be something in March Madness. Maybe it'll be, I wish it was the Super Bowl. Things are in motion. Unfortunately, I will not be part of the radio coverage in person with you this year with baby number two on the way, but. Let's all make up stories. Just what, you, make up, what, what stories? There's no baby. It's not yours, at least. <laughs> There's baby on the you're way. Just, yes, there just, is. You're just, you're just afraid to go. You're just afraid, you know. You can't handle it anymore. If you're you a fan of an, you only like you love that radio company that we work for. That's why you're scared without them. What are you even talking about? <laughs> they they had the child. It's actually their kid. No, I'm saying like you're just making an excuse. Since we're not being you know sent by a radio station, you're making excuses now. That's that's what it is. You're going once I get the pass right. confirmed. Yeah, are you going to pay for my trip? We'll see how Gazzilla Media is doing at that point. Could be a business expense. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> See how like cryptocurrency is going. Uh, anyways, YouTube side, social media side, wherever you're watching this, if you're listening to replay on demand audience, Apple side especially too, leave comments on how you felt about week one. We will get to those comments as well. I feel like we got to start with the New York teams because all three New York teams are all over the place. So we'll get to your favorite team as well. We'll do a little bit of a variation of our rapid reaction we did last year. Levesque, let's start with the Bills. 
because they're the team that's furthest away at this point, but we are live under the orange roof at Hooters for Bills Rams. We watched basically every play of that game together. Let's start with Buffalo. I feel like if we did power rankings, they would be the number one team in the NFL. I, I mean, it'd be hard to go against them. And, and it's, it's rare that you get those moments where uh, teams live up to the hype of what you thought they were going to be. But the Bills did. Um, you saw a slower start in the first half than what you got in the second half. But I feel like that was pretty much the theme of the entire weekend. Every team started slow. And, you know, I, you know, some announcers would make the point of if you don't practice in the preseason, if you don't play these, all these things, this is what it's going to look like. I got to be honest with you. As long as the second half happens the way it's been happening and everything and next week looks good, it doesn't bother me that much. But the Bills look good. And, and Josh Allen is a beast. Like the, the physicality that he showed on that Rams defense is disturbingly frightening. Everything you needed. You mentioned Josh Allen right there. He can move in the pocket. If you're really nitpicking, if you're a Bill fan, but if you like had to take one negative, you might scream, stop running. Like you can run out of bounds, Josh. You and I right. were yelling at each other one play. We're like, what are you doing? It's the third play of the game. You're trying to run somebody over the third play of the game. But that's also why he's so endearing to Bill's fans when he has those types of efforts. When you have uh, four turnovers and they were bad turnovers too, they were legitimate turnovers and you're on the road against the Super Bowl champion. You should probably have that be a one score game with under five to play with a really good coach like McVay and Stafford and just the Rams. Buffalo's defensive line dominated Von Miller in particular. He's a Hall of Famer, there's no doubt. Even 10 years into this thing, he is just as good as a pass rusher as he was before. The running attack was good enough, and that's probably all it needs to be this season. Dig showed why he's a top 10 receiver. We've already mentioned Josh. They were the most balanced team. Offense, defense, we could criticize special teams and say they didn't have the best punter they drafted because they cut him out because he was an idiot. But they didn't have to punt. <laughs> His value is not worth it with this team. If you are a Bills fan, you can get even more excited than when you were past week one because it is hard to find anything that is a true weakness to this team and why maybe throughout the entire season they are going to be considered the top dog and why so many people pick them in the preseason to win the Super Bowl overall in February. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason that you're going to change that now. You know, it, I see more people jumping on that bandwagon and off. So, yeah, I'm with you. And those look good. Look really good. The Jets stink. The Jets not so much. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so weird. <laughs> I guess I, I guess we expected more from them, but didn't we kind of know that they weren't right? Didn't we kind of know that, you know, Flacco wasn't going to be great? I, I, you know, if you want to, if you want to point out that, they let Flacco throw the ball 59 times. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's a cautionary tale in in and of itself. It's not elite. Uh, yeah, it's not not what not what I not not how I, not, not an elite game plan. Not how I would have drawn it up. A um, couple things that happened in there. The guys didn't step up the way you'd expect it to. Things like that. But you know, the thing I'm I'm hearing them get the most criticism for right now is big game Bob Sala saying, you know, we're keeping receipts. Like everybody's losing their name, their mind on the guy because he said flat out, you know, basically talk smack, get smacked. Like, it, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think like it's funny to me. Like I heard Keyshawn Johnson and everybody talking about how it's not way, it's not the way coaches should act and everything. I know a lot of players that would respect the hell out of that. 
yeah, coach, tell them. Tell them that they better stick with us now because we're going to get them. I mean, think about all the times, you know, Coach Manas and I, you know, would, would turn the phrase of, careful you don't uh, hurt yourself kicking us while we're down because you're going to need to run when we get up. And, like, you know, that, that was that – was, our guys loved it. So I just think it's funny that that's, that's what we're going to. Not the fact that, you know, you, you threw the ball almost 60 times with a quarterback that's so far over the hill he's almost under it. You, you, that we're mad because he said he's keeping receipts. I consider Keyshawn a New York media member. I, I know he's a national media member, and he's got the more California ties through his career as a media member than New York. But why does like the New York media not like coaches like that and athletes like that? Like, is that a little connection here to Jeter back at the captain? Like, everyone's like, we wish Jeter talked more. We wish no, you actually didn't. Like, because you're all gonna rip him apart when he did it. That's why. That's why they wanted to talk more. Right. They like, rip him apart. The evil intent of it, because Salah having those quotes at the end of the game, very Rex Ryan-like. Now, even that comparison to Rex, you could have two reactions to that. Yeah, oh, remember Rex? He sucked. He was the worst. Remember his nonsense? That could be one reaction. The other reaction could say, oh, you mean the most successful Jets coach they've had the last 30 years? Oh, the guy who got you to -to back-to-back AFC title games? He talked and ran his mouth and said they were going to the Super Bowl, but they saw production his players loved him. You can take that however you want to take it. I lean towards the second one, that if Robert Sala, who's running stairs and is a madman on defense and he's calling these plays and those videos that go back to the draft where everyone was so fired up to be a part of the Jets, which Jets fans loved it, the whole thing. They just are not good enough to beat Baltimore with a backup quarterback. I get Flacco's ties and Super Bowl, everything else, but super young team. Baltimore, who you know, that's my pick to win it all coming out of the AFC. I think they're going to be the Super Bowl champions. So if the Jets lost by six, you know, does New York fans think that's a better way to lose? They're just not good enough. And Baltimore played – the defense was fine for New York. Baltimore had its hiccups here and there, but they're just not going to beat them with a backup quarterback, rookie running backs, and not a stud wide receiver number one. It's it's just not going to happen unless Baltimore screwed it up, and they didn't. Yeah, and again, like I like like that you brought up – I mean, you you picked Baltimore to win the whole damn thing. So – I, I'm not that emboldened by them, but at the same time, here's a team that we thought would potentially compete for a championship, if not win it, going up against a team that we all know has a long way to go with a backup quarterback. Oh, the Jets are terrible. Oh, okay. You know, now what happens next week when they actually play well? You know, will you will everybody jump right back in? We'll see. But I think you know. Not a great game plan at all. If you want to be mad at the game plan, go for it. But again, it's the Jets, and they got a long way to go. Here's my first overreaction. Hot take. God's putting labels on wins here for for the first post-NFL week show. The New York Giants win is the best win since you and I have hosted together on LeVac and God. So September of 2016. That is the best New York Giants win. I know there's a playoff season in between there, so maybe the tail end of 2017 to get in, something like there, we can make the argument. But that love boat, weird cruise ship photo with Trey Songs, that win is the most recent, memorable, culture changing, any other cliche you want to toss out there. To me, that's the biggest win the Giants franchise have had since this show has been in existence now about six years. I'm going to... I'm not going to tell you you're wrong yet. I'm going to reserve the right to tell you you're wrong because because you threw the term culture changing in. I want to see what happens next because I would say that emotionally speaking, 
more people were gung-ho about the Tampa Bay win when we were on the way home from the bus to the Bronx because Daniel Jones ran the ball, Saquon Barkley played well, everybody thought Tampa would beat them. You know, it was like one of those things. And remember, everybody on that bus was watching on their phones. There was a bunch of Giants fans on the bus watching on their phones, and everybody had a different provider. So everybody was getting information at a different time. So it was like a cascading of, oh, and a cascading of, yay, every, the entire. And then usually, like, somehow guys, again, had the worst Wi-Fi or whatever. And the guys would go, oh, like a minute later. So if they, if there are echoes of this game in their performances moving forward, I will say you're right. But if they go out and just get, you know, mollywopped the next game, I'm going to tell you that it's no different than the Tampa Bay game at best. Did you mention that Tampa Bay game and that Tennessee game ended the same way? Both on missed kicks by the yeah. opposing team's kicker. I didn't mention it, but it is it is interesting. <laughs> but like you know the 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 aspects of it, right? So the reason that other the Tampa Bay game was so exciting is again Daniel Jones played very well. Saquon Barkley played very well. Um, the reason this game is in the category, whether or not it wins or not, well, like I said, is going to decide be decided by how they how they play moving forward. Was Going for going for two points. Um, it, it was the, you know, watching Brian Dable go over and just light up Daniel Jones on the sideline. Like those kind of things were exciting. Like Brian Dable is in this thing to win it. He's not. He's 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 not. What is it? Like Conor McGregor. He's. I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over. Like he's in and he wants to win. So I, I like it a lot. I like what he's got going on, and uh, he's definitely endeared himself. Two Giants fans, can he keep it up is the question now. It's a great comparison, that and the Tampa game. The difference is Brian Dayball, like you just mentioned. Going for two, a hole behind the players, everything with that is super important. It didn't feel cheesy, the locker room celebration, all of that. You mentioned Daniel Jones lighting into him. He needed it because he sucked until what? <laughs> Later in the game? Right. That's the difference. It is, you're right very like marginally inches close of the difference between those two games. I feel different about this Giants team because I feel like Dable is a better coach. We'll find out. We'll find out if that take's going to be right oh. or not. All right. So you got the, you got the Panthers Cowboys without Dak Prescott and bears coming up. What do they have to do? I mean, do you believe in them for all three of those games now? No spreads. You, just, just look at them. You beat me to that. I was going to say four and oh, yeah, right. Like they're probably I mean, gonna be three and favored. one, right? Uh, they're gonna be know. they're gonna be favored in a divisional game against Dallas, I would believe. Chicago, John Danielle. I know you're out. We'll get your Bears, John Danielle. I know you got a few comments about Chicago out there. They're gonna be the worst team in the NFL. I still feel like that, even after their performance in the sloppy Soldier Field. And Carolina was down big early in that game. It is not crazy to talk about the New York Giants going for what? What happened? The Giants are in fact, I've been ripping them all summer. How right. they stink. Daniel right. Jones is awful. He's getting cut from the team. They might have to trade Saquon. They have no receivers. And they go from going for two and beating the top. Let's remember this. The number one team in the AFC last week. Uh, last season. Last season. They beat them. At, unbelievable. There goes my survivor pick. They're crap, though. Um, I will say, I will say this though. Will everybody will everybody flip on them if they lose this next week? Because I do think part of it is the fact that they were able to get the W. Meanwhile, the Jets, who should be farther along in the rebuild, lose an ugly game. So it's like, you know, it's exciting. To the point, like, um, 
our good friend Mike Corda, owner of Tech East Fire and Water Restoration here. Best way back to normal. Visit him online, tefirewater.com. Uh, sends me a text. Uh, the Bills won. The Giants won. You know, Buccaneers are going to win later. Like, he was talking smack. He goes, what happened to LeVac's Raiders? And it's like, you know what, dude? This is, that's just not. It's uncalled for. It's just uncalled for. Uncalled. You're only talking smack because you know I'm so far away. But I'll see you in Orlando, son. All right, we want to let's get to the Raiders, let's get to the Bears, let's get to some other teams. But before we do all that, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. And new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL game to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 518 to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 518 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ah, uh, yes. I uh, so Hold on a second. I got to do uh, this real quick. Um... So somebody I I met with over my little tour, you you may be asking yourself, Jeff, if you drove down to Georgia to work, why are you in your hotel by four thirty on a, on a on a Tuesday? And I'll tell you that I was possibly exposed to COVID nineteen in one of my meetings yesterday. So I went I went I rushed back here just to make sure, just to do the right thing. And I just found out I'm not, I got nothing to worry about. So, uh, <laughs> so screw you guys. I'm out. Um, no, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, it was one of those ones where like, I get, I get like this, like, I really enjoyed meeting you and thank you so much for everything. And we're going to have so much fun down here. And we look forward to winning, as you said, rings here in, in Columbus and, blah. but, <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, not a butt. Oh, I don't need a butt. And I just put my hand in something slimy on the bottom of this chair. So, uh, I'm having a rough couple seconds here, guys. What's the next game? So we did rap reaction last year to do all the NFL recaps, all that stuff. We might keep doing this. Uh, We kind of liked it. It wasn't very rapid last year. We kind of went with a different pace. We might keep the segment. We might trash it halfway through the season. I don't know, but I kind of like where it is. Let's start with the Saints and the Falcons. Anything to take away from this game involving the two NFC South teams? Uh, I think the the Falcons, I think Smith might be a better coach right now at this exact second than Dennis Allen. I, I think I think the talent is is definitely on the side of the Saints. Uh and they were able to get that W and that's really all that that technically matters. But the Falcons were in that game straight through and there were points where I thought they were going to go ahead and just take the dang thing. So I, I I thought Smith was going to be a guy to get this team where they had to be at some point. I didn't think it would be this soon, but I got the impression the Falcons are going to be the kind of team that's going to give people fits this year. And the Saints may lose some some tough ones that we don't expect them to. Atlanta's going to put up some numbers at some points, especially Mariota and Drake London. Cordero Patterson was not a flash in the pan. I find Jameis Winston. I know it's so weird to say this as a former player on your team with the division. I still like him so much. Like he is, I find him entertaining with the post game stuff and the pain and talking about his body. Michael Thomas, is he back? Yes. Michael Thomas, unlike Texas football, is back. Uh, so they played great. Here's what I'm going to mark right now. 
Everybody should do this. We just talked about DraftKings. Never bet on the Falcons ever again. Never. Like, really? We're not about like ever? cursed. They were up two touchdowns. Super yeah. Bowl. They blow it. Like cursed franchises. You would have wanted to bet on though, because they they had the they they had the they spread. covered. Yeah, they covered. I, I bet a money line, which is maybe that's my goal. Uh, no longer money line the Falcons. That's that's I'll, I'll parentheses that. What's the nicest way about you, dummy? <laughs> also, before we get to that game, let's get to our pal Jay here. Jay Larkin wrote, Jets fans in the marketplace media do not possess the ability to act like they've been there before for obvious reasons. But they, but you're not there now. Like, you are acting like you've been there before. You act like you've been bad before and are still. You know like, what, Jay? The semester just started over at Schenectady Community College. Where's yeah. our invite? Where's our invite? Oh, you know, years. You know oh, where's our happened. invite? Oh, I know why, Jay. Jay, Jay sampling the you know, he's doing some early testing, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Levac and God's beard, Jay. Come on down. You've been telling us for years. I'm on the Facebook now. How about that? Huh? Now, I get, no, mine could be like a southern lager now. Now, Ooh. mine could, you know, I could have a little, mine could have peach flavor to it after being in Georgia. I'm ready. He goes next week. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Larkin, you hit me up on social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Monday or Wednesday. Next week, oh sure, all right. You you have our information. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nineteen to ten. By the way, I'd like to do that. I'm just kidding. Seriously, let's make some beer. Uh, John Danielle, go Bears. Levac, it was my upset special. Nineteen to ten. Chicago did it. They defeated San Francisco. Arguably the biggest upset of Week One. The most surprising team of Week One. John Danielle pounding some Miller lights, watching his Bears win it. <laughs> you know, it's weird though because. I want I want good things for Justin Fields. I feel like he has been kind of written off unfairly already simply because he's with the Bears. So I, I like seeing him get good things. Um, I do think you need to point out how terrible the weather was. I think you got to put out the home field advantage, all these things. Like, it's all part of it. But most importantly, screw John Danielle. Um, <laughs> most importantly... Uh, I don't ever want the Bears to win anything because of John Danielle. That's a, I want you know his his miserable, miserable Bears life. There, don't you don't you heart me, don't you heart me, um, you know just that's it. Like I, there it was weird because I was watching like the Bears players were sliding on the wet turf and the wet tarps and everything, like celebrating and having fun, and I was like that's really cool. And then I thought of the joy that John Danielle probably felt right at that exact moment. You know, just stewing in his hot tub with, with Miller lights and and cigarette butts, and I was like, I just didn't want to see his happiness anymore. I just didn't. I could just see wrote, it. for our audio audience. John just wrote excuses, hearts, crying, laughing emoji faces. I am so proud of that call by me. I, for 18 weeks yeah. of now the NFL, I don't know if I'm gonna have a better well, call. You, and you did it before we knew about the weather too. Because once the weather came through, you you can verify that I was talking about the under and that I was kind of considering the Bears. But at the same time, you called it before the weather. So you thought they were the better team all along, which is a really, really strong pull on your part. Yeah, I appreciate, John, your Bears making me look good on that one, by the way. And Jay wants to get in a plug for you, Levac. There you go. Terrapin Brewing in uh, Tennessee. What, but I'm, but I'm, I mean, how far are they from me? I'm in, I'm in Columbus, Georgia. And then I'm going to Orlando, Florida. I don't like, what am I, is this a hop, skip, and a jump situation? I'm not the best in geography, but I don't feel like this is going to help me out here. 
the combination of Jay and John Danielle together. We, they've been together at the hideaway before. So I love combining those two together. It's awesome, man. Uh, so back to John Danielle's point there in his bears, right? Like just here you go. This is, this is what I'm going to do for Jay Larkin. Yeah, Jay. Let's get some of that fine brewed beer. Fine brewed. What in Athens. There you go. What in Athens, Georgia. Uh, as good as a win that is for Chicago, new head coach, Justin Fields, needed the confidence boost, all that stuff. They're still not good. You know, like we gave a lot of love to the Giants and they really have a chance to go 4-0. The Bears still aren't very good, but that's a huge win against San Francisco. They got a ways to go before that team was going to be talked about as a true contender in the North. They got a ways to go. It's way more about San Francisco that game for me, the takeaway from that week one loss. Mike McDaniel, who we're going to get to with his performance for the Miami Dolphins, former OC, play caller, whatever you want to say his role was in San Francisco. Nerd. Nerd, Ivy League boy. He's in Miami away from Kyle Shanahan. The Garoppolo, Trey Lance stuff jumped out to everybody. Eli, Elijah, whatever he wants to go by, Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers, gets hurt. Debo Samuel can't be the type of Debo Samuel we know him to be with that weird conditions. I'll stick by it. He did man man up at one point. Yes, he did. He Deboed up. You know, (laughs) he just did grown man stuff he was doing. Trey Lance isn't good. Like, they got some concerns. He did not seem like this fantasy superstar everybody hyped him up to be. I'm way more concerned if I'm a Niner fan than any other. Yeah, I think I'd go probably the Titans and the Niners, the most concerned fan base after week one in Dallas for a different reason because of injury, though. All right, so just just to point out your stat lines here to back you up, uh, Trey Lance, 13 for 28, 164 yards, one interception, sacked twice. He did run 13 times for 54 yards. Now Justin Fields, 8 for 17, 121 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, sacked twice, and he ran 11 times for 28 yards. Welcome to the toilet bowl, kids. Welcome to the toilet bowl. You're not running again. Did you see this? So you started saying that you picked the Bears, John Danielle. That's why you're my favorite. And then you said they sucked. And now you're not. (laughs) (laughs) The only things we know he loves are cigarettes and Miller lights. Everything else is easily transferred. He'll start crying about the Bears at some point. But but those two things he will he will love forever. Is this the best game of the NFL season? Here's my second hot take out of the gates after a week one overreaction. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, overtime winning field goal for the Steelers, 23 to 20. What the hell happened in this game? Oh, my, just Scott Hanson, I thought was gonna, just going to drop dead right there in the red zone studio. Just four hours of that nonsense. He was going to lose it. Can we do anything with the nonsense that was that AFC North battle? Uh, I think the one. So here, here's the. The point we made earlier, I think, has to be brought up before I say exactly what I really, really think. And that's the fact that that offensive line, as talented as it is, hadn't played together. So, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. So when, like, the first play of the game happens and Burrow is getting just just be slapped, like, right away, you kind of felt like it was going to be a problem. It was, it was, it was like, it was the same old, same old. Seven sacks. Burrow was sacked seven times. Still threw for 338 yards, but he threw four interceptions too. I mean, he he was getting annihilated almost the entire game. If it, it felt like it, it really, it felt like they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And then Najee Harris gets banged up. Like this is, I think, I think one of my points earlier is pretty much dead on. These two teams 
ain't winning the North. <laughs> they are not winning the North. The Bengals line needs to figure it out. They, don't, they ain't got that done yet. Defense didn't play well enough. The Steelers manned up, but they're banged up already, and their quarterback situation is a little too volatile for me. Yeah, I'll start the Steelers thing. It's, it's especially tough now with the NFL that it feels like every franchise and coach is just lying about injuries more than ever before with Najee Harris getting banged up, Watt getting hurt. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with Pittsburgh. I know Mike Tomlin is phenomenal, but you just can't do this every single year where star players have to go to the sidelines. You're not Nobody at the professional level is built for something like that in a super competitive division. So great win for Pittsburgh. They should have lost the game because Cincinnati gave them every opportunity to win that game and they didn't capitalize on it. Joe Burrow, you know, I mentioned the red zone reference there with Scott Hansen. This is summed up as a red zone game because 45 minutes, 145 on a Sunday. And look, I'll have this conversation with him tomorrow, Chet Davis on We Talk Fantasy. Chet from CBS 6 is just killing Joe Burrow. Horrible pick for fantasy. I already regret it. He's the bum of the season. They kind of do. (laughs) It's just burying Joe Burrow. Did you see something similar and he wants to fight it? You're going to start seeing him smoking cigars during the yeah. 6 a.m. newscast all of a sudden. But he came back. He played well. Jamar Chase is unreal. He had a catch that didn't count. He inches away from scoring a touchdown earlier. They're an extra point and a long – really, they're a long snapper away from hitting that extra point and winning the game. I'm way – again, we'll do the concern thing. I'm way more concerned about Pittsburgh than Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh won that game. But Bengal fans, you've been through worse. That's still a really good roster, it feels like. I, I do got wanna, a lock. Just got a lock. I know you said that we forgot to do our locks. This was a lock for me. I had the Steelers. Uh, this is here. I just want to read my notes to you, and you tell me how I did. Uh, love the Steelers plus six and a half here. Bengals were the king of the three point game last season. That won't change. Tomlin will grind this game to sand. By the way, final score. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk I'm about we, we we both nailed it because you hit that and remember what I said? I said there is no game I'm less confident in wagering because something weird's gonna happen in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. But I mean I told you it was gonna be a three-point game, and I yeah. told you Tom was just gonna grind it into the dirt. And I, yeah. I you know, listen, man, I feel pretty I feel pretty good. Nailed it. Apparently, Jay Larkin is a uh is a Steelers fan. We're gonna ride it out eight, eight, and one record and keep Tomlin's streak intact. Tomlin's, yeah, he hasn't had, he's never had a losing season, I believe, correct? That's right. Eagles, Lions. This one I said Detroit would cover, but lose by three in heartbreaking fashion. You can check the tape from the Hooters show. Guess what the hell happened? Detroit lost by three. Heartbreaking fashion. Game on the line. It feels like for this one, though, LeVac, back to rosters. Philadelphia's solid offense, defense. Hurts has got to throw the ball better in Detroit. Golf played better in the second half, but he's not going to win you games when it matters the most in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I um, I liked Detroit because of hard knocks, and I thought that the four-point spread was because of hard knocks because everybody likes the team that plays hard knocks. So I think what Vegas did is they thought to themselves, listen, this probably should be a six, seven-point spread. We'll make it a four. And there was a lot of that game where I looked pretty dang smart. And then there was the end where I didn't look as smart as they lose. You know, they, they only win by three. But um, Eagles are an interesting team to me. I I can really see a scenario where the Eagles kind of figure it out, and they're, they're going to make some noise for a long time. 
But I also feel like Sirianni is going to screw up at the worst possible time, too. Like, that's just kind of the way I get the vibe I get from them. He doesn't seem to have the full grasp on what he's doing yet, but he's still a new head coach. Um, and, and the Lions, I just, I really want them to be good. I think the Lions are going to be the most exciting team to watch lose this year. I think they're going to be in so many great games. It's going to be so much fun. But at the end, they're still going to be like, you know, like four and 13, something like that. Maybe, maybe five wins. And I hate to do that to our guy, Monty, who is, he's already like kind of resigned himself to this not being a great year for him as the, uh, the Lions fan. Uh, quote, I don't believe the Detroit Lions could have stopped the Columbus Lions on third down. But the Lions-Eagles game was fun to watch. Um, <laughs> first of all, a lot of our guys aren't here right now. So that's that's kind of like, you know, now you're just being mean. And I'll, I will, I'll let Coach McKinney know what you said. And that, and then we'll yep. see. We'll be, he'll be ready to go. I know I've asked you this before, but I want to do it again. I might ask you this three or four more times during the NFL season. Is Jalen Hurts good? Yeah. Yeah, that's – and that's and that's the thing. I, I think we know that Jalen Hurts is basically a – physically superior black version of Nick Saban. They they say the same things. They act the same way. They don't. I don't think. I think if either one of them smiled and it wasn't paid for by Aflac, their heads would explode. Like he he has that Saban mindset, and I think it will push him towards goodness. I'm not going to say greatness, but I think it'll push him towards goodness. And and I, but it's going to come down to that coaching because he's he wants it so bad and. Physically speaking, he can do anything any other quarterback can do, maybe more. I feel like you and I have hosted before because that's like the third time in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm going to go with the saving comparison here when we go to this Tua New England conversation. And sure enough, you hit the saving comparison because the best thing for Hurts to do is to do what his former teammate did, Tua Tunga Viola, and the Miami Dolphins did in the victory over the New England Patriots 20 to 7. Look, people have trashed Tua this past spring, not even summer, spring, about the Twitter videos of him throwing to Hill down deep. Tua, just a couple drop-offs, you know, like a, an older version of Eli Manning with Odell, what a hurt should be doing with A.J. Brown and some speedsters. Hey, if that's what Tua has to do, hope Tyreek Hill beats somebody one-on-one. Jalen Waddell did it. That's how Miami wins, just like that. Solid defense, blitz. Don't let Tua do too much and get out of there with victories. That was a really good win for Miami over New England. They played great against him for, like, what, 10 years plus, even when Belichick had a better roster. It's a really good win for Miami. That was a, that was a weird one because it, the Belichick rec- record versus rookie head coach is, what, 25-4 and four or something like that. Yeah. So now it's like 25-5 and five or something of that nature. It's, it's, it's really, really lopsided. And Tua looked – look – Brady-esque, like the young Brady, the one that, not the one we know now, not, you know, Tommy Terrific who can, who, who can throw you into a Super Bowl. The, the Tom Brady who kept the clock moving with high percentage, like short passes, who dinked and dunked, but always put the ball where it needed to be, got his team in a position to score, but didn't make a lot of mistakes. Like he had that going on in this game. And it was kind of, even though I picked, New England, and I thought for sure New England would win this game, and and it wasn't like a domination in my opinion. It was kind of fun to watch another team, New England, New England. Like it was just like because that's what they did. They just they they played keep away. They got they got the they 
you know, got the ball into their their guys' hands. Tyreek Hill, eight catches. Jalen Waddell and Chase Edmonds, four each. Cedric Wilson, two. And then one catch each for uh, Raheem Mostert, Durham Smythe, Trent Sheffield, my boy Alec Engold, Mike Gusecki, like just moving the ball around and keeping it keeping it in your guys' hands. It was it was it was it wasn't my favorite like action wise to watch, but it was fun to watch someone patriot the Patriots. Later on this week, when we start talking about week two and we have maybe a, a quick gl- glimpse of week two and later in the week, Miami plays Baltimore, battle of one and oh teams. New England plays Pittsburgh. More important matchups for those teams. Very interesting. We're going to find out quick about how much of an impact that week one was compared to week two and how those teams are going to play going forward. Uh, So New England cannot get a victory in week one. Miami gets it. The next game we have, how about Jacksonville and Washington? Oh, my God. (laughs) Another one that was all over the place. I loved loved Jacksonville going into this game because I really, really, really think the commanders are are poopy. Um, You know, Trevor Lawrence has early, early in the game, ATN gets open in the in the flat and then streams up the field. I mean, like, there's no if you cut the field in the threes, right, right at the hash marks. The third that he, that that ATN was running down, there was no one there. Like he was so alone, and Lawrence just overthrew him, just a just a just a tip, and it was it it felt like right then and there, I lost all faith in uh, in Sunshine. I really did. I felt like Sunshine let me down at that moment. Because I have ATN in three fantasy football leagues, um, but it was like it was just one of those things. Like you, you forget that that rookie year of Lawrence kind of got thrown away by Urban Meyer being a knucklehead because he looked like a rookie a lot out there. But you see glimpses. I still feel like Jacksonville's got got something to offer, but the Commanders I think are doo doo. I don't care if they won. I don't like anything about Washington. I don't like the quarterback. I don't like the fantasy stats wise of the receivers in. Ray McTerry McLaurin's a great player, but he gets a little overrated when it comes to stats. He played fine, played really good, probably. Uh, the defense could get better. They're dealing with some injuries. I looked at Jacksonville and thought, man, they're going to be better in week two than they were in week one. Like Doug Peterson, even though they lost that game, they get Indianapolis in week two. I'm starting to become more of a believer in Jacksonville like you were preseason of. The, the pieces are there. Lawrence, Robinson, Peterson, like – uh, the Walker, the number one pick out of Georgia, had a big play in that game. They're there. Like it's that's a team that's going to get better. If that's the worst Jacksonville plays, we're going to be talking about them in late December. Is like a weird scenario they can find themselves in the playoff mix. Cleveland, Carolina, it's the Browns spoiling Baker Mayfield's comeback bid, twenty six to twenty four winners. A rookie kicker knocks it down for Cleveland to give Browns their first win of the season. Baker, 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 Baker. I had this one as I um I had this as a lock too. I lost this one. Um Baker, Baker, Baker. You had, you know, this is come on. You talked. You had shirts made. You can't have a shirt made and lose. Like that's like you you should have to walk away from all of 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 all sports. Like he should have to just go, you know what, guys? Thanks for everything and leave. There should You're be a and, Yeah, just done. Just done. He should have him and Johnny Manziel should have to, to shoot a buddy film, Men in Black '75 or something, because you can't make shirts about beating your old team's ass and then lose. You just can't. You can't do it. 
he needed to play better in the first half. He had to come from behind victory bid. It was there under two minutes. It did everything he needed. He just, his teammates couldn't get the stop at the end. Say he came up short. It's too think, easy. Think it's about this easy. though. But, but, but seriously, think, do you, think about this real quick, right? What, think about what you said. Didn't start well enough. Really came after it for a bit. Then fell off. Are you talking about the game or his entire career in Cleveland? Yeah, <laughs> it's who he is, and Same he's man. always played the best. He's always played the best when he has something to prove, and that's why I and, and maybe he's starting to believe that himself, and and just thought it, the magic would happen when the lights turned on. But it was uh, it was pretty sad. It was you know I was I was upset by that. So one and one with my locks, even though we didn't put them in in time. What's sadder, that finish or a tie, and that the leader right now in the AFC South, even though two teams played each other, is it o o in one? That's the Colts and Texans finishing at 20 apiece. You know, the only reason that's sad is the fact that the Texans had this game. Like, they had it. The Texans outplayed the Colts for the majority of the game. I, you know, three-quarters of it added up. Like, it, they, they outplayed them. So that made me sad because I picked the, I picked the Texans to win outright, but I picked them uh, plus the points on our show. So I still – I won. You know, maybe they didn't. Or as my good friend Mike Corley likes to say, I'm good. They're screwed. Uh, he doesn't say it exactly like that. But, um, you know, I think if you're the Colts, you've got to be severely disappointed. You've got to feel like that's a loss. You've got to feel like you got to go back to the drawing board. You really, I think you have to feel like you have to go back to the drawing board. If you're the Texans, I think you feel great. No one thought you could win this game except for some fat guy who's currently in Georgia, but at the time was sitting in a Hooters rocking back ghost pepper wings and giant mugs of Miller Lite. So, you know, you, I think if you're Houston, you, if you're Lovey Smith, you look around and go, yeah, I know, I know that God wants me fired. I know that. But I think I did. I think we, uh, I think we can, we can rest our, our hats on the fact that we took a team to task and we can get better. And we, we have some of the pieces in place that people didn't know we have. For those who don't follow me on social media, Levac is absolutely right. Immediately following the game, I tweeted out, fire Lovey Smith. That's right. I was the irrational NFL fan who decided to go to social media after one game and demand the new coach be fired after one game. Levac should be fired on the spot and never allowed in the NFL again. What the hell's happening? It's a 20-20 to game. The ball's at midfield and fourth down. You're at home and you're punting. Oh, my God. And then you blow a 20-7 lead. Credit to the Texans fans, by the way. I forget how much of a following they have. I know Houston's a massive city and people love football in Texas, but credit to them. Huge following. Awesome. Fire Lovey Smith. Give Rex Burkhead the ball. You. How dare you? Screw Rex Burkhead. Seriously. Come on. Like, look, everyone thought you were going to lose. You didn't lose. Yeah, you know, that's a step in the right direction, in my humble opinion. Step in the right direction. Next one, we got Green Bay, Minnesota. This one was putting me in knots. How about the Minnesota wide receivers putting the Green Bay Packers secondary in knots? 23-7 to victory for Skull up in the Big North. You know, this It's this twice this week we get to say the same thing. They are who we thought they were. The Bills are who we thought they were, and I think the Vikings are who we thought they were. And Aaron Rodgers is who he thought he was. He's a uh, petulant spoiled child who is showing his true colors more and more every day and um it's it, you know he's gonna lose that team he's gonna Aaron Rodgers is 100% losing this team and I know he's gonna spell relax or whatever 
him, the way he handles himself, he could very well go out and just, you know, play lights out and, and win a bunch of games in a row. But there's no way, besides the fact that he's a, he's a talented player, no one's going, oh, I really want to play with him. I think you're seeing you're seeing right now why, why, why Devontae Adams is like, wait, I'll go play with Carr, who is not a child, who is good to me, who's my friend, who I believe in, and I'll get away from this megalomaniac, egotistical D-bag, and uh, I'll be good to go. If I'm so, I'm so torn for next week because on one hand, I want to see Aaron Rodgers' meltdown continue, but on the other hand, I cannot root for the happiness of John Danielle, so I can't root for the Bears. We call the Minnesota Vikings the barn money team of the NFL. Everyone held the pick close to their chest till September and say, no, everybody loved Minnesota and they played really good. Justin Jefferson, I know it's week one, but seriously, he is going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done. If this pace continues, he's one of the great wide receivers of generation. That's what Justin Jefferson can be. They're really good. Love the point about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers – I hope people remember this. Remember like the late end of Kobe Bryant's career where he was playing with like Swaggy P and he was playing with like D'Angelo Russell and he was just like 15 years older than everybody else on the roster. And they like Kobe hated his teammates. Yeah. That is what you just said about Aaron Rodgers. It's true. Christian Watson, the the wide receiver of North Dakota State played terrible. And you could see Rodgers wasn't like going over and like, "Ah, that's okay, Rook. You'll get the Yeah off why don't i have better play like it was just the on-field antics of rogers are just as annoying and like look the mcafee thing was cool last year where you'd get like the inside i saw some of the views this week and mcafee puts up huge numbers it seems like a lot of people like don't care about the rogers stuff anymore like people are over him too nationally i just don't understand i um i'm on hotel free wi-fi and it's better than your wi-fi i don't understand how that happens I don't know what happens during the show either that it just stops. You know, Chiefs, Cardinals. Are you like what? What kind? Of, like, are you are you on like FiOS or are you on like regular? Like, what? Who's your provider? Wonderful people at Verizon or Spectrum. I don't know. Spectrum, I bet I you, think. you don't even know. Because I wonder. I wonder if you're pulled. Because this time of day, everybody's getting home. I wonder if you're just in a really terrible neighborhood. As far as you, may, you probably should call, find out who your provider is, and call them. Jay Larkin, I think, nailed it. I think you have dial-up. <laughs> like, you need to call them and be like, listen, every day around 5, 5.30, my internet turns into robot time, and I need I need that fixed. La- LeVac is in Columbus, Georgia, in the murder suite, staring at Suns Chevrolet, and he's got better Wi-Fi than me. It doesn't make any sense. Someone help me. I will do that. How about Chiefs Cardinals? I'll let you go first, just in case the Wi-Fi gets robotic on me again. Uh, this, I this, I nailed this one. I didn't, I didn't make it a lock, but um, I think you saw a Chiefs team and in, in an effort from Patrick Mahomes of, hey, um, you forgot about us. Like they, they pulled their, they pulled their uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre, and you forgot about Dre because they just went out and and I forty four twenty one is the score, but the game was not that close. Patrick Mahomes was 30 for 39, 360 yards in the air and five freaking touchdowns. Like that's Travis Kelsey, eight grabs, 121 yards, a touchdown. Like that is, that was the, in my opinion, that's the definition of the, oh, you guys think 
we're not as good as the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, and that a team like the Cardinals can can hang with us and maybe even beat us, you got your damn mind. We're going to bitch slap them. And that's what they did. Andy Reid pulled down Cliff Kingsbury's pants and spanked them. Spanked them right on national television. And, but, and six of were passed out. That's right. Pro football focus. Knock it off. Patrick Mahomes is not the ninth best quarterback in week one. Stop it. Shut what, down the whole radius. Pro football focus. They're, who, who, what, what they're analytics that he's the ninth best quarterback in the who, week one. He threw five touchdowns. Who? Hold on a second. Who would they rank ahead, ahead of him? Oh, I got to find it. We uh, have to give this. me a second here. I will find it. Because, yeah, because that's, I mean, again, he, he threw for 360 yards, five touchdowns. His passer rating was 144.2. Uh, I don't understand. It wasn't ninth. It was eighth. Close. It was a point and a half above ninth. It was Josh Allen in this order. Josh guess, Allen. Kirk, I, Josh Allen I could go with. Kirk Cousins. No. Tannehill, Herbert, Winston, Lamar, <laughs> and Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. You know what that is? They're trolling. They're trolling. There's no other reason that you would put. He, he, he was one or two. He was he was one or two, he was not. There was he, he, and even <laughs> and even if you wanted to make him two, it's a conversation to have because they both had great games, just had different kinds of great games. But like that's insane. I, I love the conversation that is uh, <laughs> going about your Wi-Fi now, Jay Larkin. Uh, but guys is saving a ton of money. Um, Tom McGrath, it's just spectrum. Dot dot dot. And then finally, Ryan McCarthy. Guys has the same Wi-Fi as the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio. <laughs> We've got three more here in our rap reaction. LeVac, I'm going to lead off your favorite team, the Raiders, unfortunately, mm-hmm. fall to the Chargers 24-19. Raiders almost got me kicked out of the freaking hotel. What? I just – I was so – so um, one of the other owners, Josh Blair, was nice enough to invite me over to his house for the 1 o'clock games. Beautiful house, great family. Um, like really nice house. Like we're talking like a compound basically. So I know who I'm borrowing money from. Um, and then I was like, I looked at him at like at just before four and I go, I'm sorry, but I can't watch the Raiders here. And he went, why? I thought it was your team, whatever. He was like, he was like very, you know, I'm like, cause you are going to think less of me. You were going to think far less of me if you watched that game with me. So I got back here and it started pretty good. And then as things went on and the Raiders just looked completely inept at points, I was just losing my ever love in mind. And um yeah, they there was like um I was out in the hall to do something real quick and the guy was coming down the hall and he's like, Hey, are you in uh are you in that room right there? I'm like, Yes, sir. And he goes, I need you to keep it down. And I was like, Yes, you do. Sorry. <laughs> Makes sense. You're right. You're right. I apologize to whoever's mad at me. But uh you just you just saw it. Like you just saw it, like it wasn't and at no point did I feel like the Chargers were decidedly better than the Raiders, but I felt like the Raiders just played like poop. They just didn't. There was like in the second quarter, especially the Raiders just kind of backed off, and uh, Carr made some stupid decisions. But you can see why Adams is is super important to this team. But again, there was never there was never a point where I was like, "Oh, the flat out better team is going to win this game now because the Chargers are winning." It was it was just the Raiders were. They just didn't play. I turned my camera off because I'm so mad. Zach uh, is coming uh, back. There you are. You're everything now. Um, they just, like I said, they, it was just never. They never looked quite, quite right uh, after that. So, 
um, it, you know, it just it, it was it was it was frustrating. It was a frustrating loss. Uh, seeing Khalil Mack sack Derek Carr broke my heart. A um, lot, lot of lot of problems with that game. A lot of lot of sadness. And uh, Brandon Staley's still on there. Yep, you summed it up pretty well there. There's talent wise, it's super close. A few plays should have gone better in the Raiders' favor. Execution, all that stuff. You can work on that. The Raiders still and the Chargers both look like playoff teams. Like that, even though your team doesn't get to win, that's a high quality game between those teams. Really good teams. Herbert, Keenan Allen's a big injury, by the way. I don't know. The yeah. status of him is still up in the Isn't air. Isn't Keenan Allen always hurt? Yeah, it's weird. He's either like always hurt or when he is healthy, the most consistent player. It's either consistently hurt or consistently consistent. I know you and know nobody and nobody it. talks about him when he's when he's not hurt. So figure that out. Uh, my team, the Buccaneers, winners on Sunday night. I told you my Bucks were going to get slaughtered. Hey, guys, hold, on, guys, hold on, hold on. Jay Larkin needs to get another beer. Hold on, just take. Like, yeah, not, you got five. I'm going to give you a standing not, five. Five, will, four, three, two, one. Okay, go, guys. That's all I got. You got. We give him five. We give him five. I thought my bucks were going to no get No one ever asked that before, so I had to do it. That was really uh, good. I was yeah. very thrown off by it. Uh, Tampa beats Dallas 19-3. to This, again, not about the winning team. It's about the losing team in this one because Tampa, although they win and win by more than two touchdowns, they constantly settled for field goals. Tom Brady looked like whatever the word is that moves less than a statue was in the pocket. He was rooted. He, had, he was a tree. Yeah, Chris Godwin got hurt, and I don't know why hindsight's twenty twenty here, but did he have to rush him back for week one in that game? It's a hamstring injury to his lower body, so I don't know what his... Leonard Fournette, I'm happy to report, not fat, though. That was the best takeaway. No longer fat. Yeah. So look, Tampa wins, and it's more about Dallas because Dak Prescott's injured, and Dallas and Mike McCarthy are horrendous. I think you and I were texting about this one on Sunday night. You've called this from the moment he was hired. What the hell has Mike McCarthy been doing the last three months? He's garbage. He's horrible. He, he, you know, it upsets me too because you know that I picked, I picked Dallas because of the old man Brady and because of I, again part, partially because of Dak. And as I was saying it at Hooters, I kept thinking to myself, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, Mike like, and Mike McCarthy got us. We got we got Mike McCarthy. We, we, I, at least I did. You know, congratulations. Um, and now. If you're Jerry Jones, do you just pull the plug on that right now while you don't have Dak? You know, it's like Cooper Rush and whoever. Like, it doesn't matter because it's, you know, now's the time to do it. Or do you see, or do you lose a few games, let the fan base go absolutely insane? Because you don't, you, you don't give up your future to get Jimmy Garoppolo right now to fill in for six to eight weeks, knowing that he's being coached by that turd with freaking eyebrows. Like, it's this. It's funny you mentioned that. We had that conversation on our most recent weekend show because you had a healthy Dak Prescott and Dallas going deep, and they could have. But you looked at the talent on the roster and said they can win a Super Bowl. And I fell into the trap of two, three seasons previous believing in McCarthy. I didn't buy it. Yes. I would say yes to that question. I would get rid of McCarthy as soon as possible and figure out what Dallas can do in the future and get some young talent because you went with these stars and scrubs theory and it never worked. So, like, look, we're ripping McCarthy. We're ripping Lovey Smith. That may not be those two, the worst coaching decisions of week one. Yeah. And we closed it out with Monday Night Football, 17-16 winners, Seattle over Denver. And that. former, yeah, former Syracuse offensive coordinator, former Buffalo Bill offensive coordinator, good old Nathaniel Hackett LeVac decided to run down 30 seconds off the clock at the end of the game. Uh and then kicked the 64-yarder and then decided to call two timeouts during the kneeling session of the end of the game. Uh, horrible. It's, 
I thought something wrong with my television. I actually thought something was wrong with it. Like, does he not know the right down? What is happening? Denver fans should be pissed. I hope our friend Zach Bio out of 104.3 The Fan took post-game calls till 3 o'clock in the morning mountain time after that one. So in um, in the Empire office, um, we've got uh, we've got my guy Brendan, who is one of our ticket sales reps. And um, I enjoy Brendan. He's a good dude. He talks some smack. He'll get, he'll get after you with some sports. Um, for some reason, I thought he was a Dolphins fan for a while. Maybe he's a Broncos fan, and we'll get after it. And as I was leaving, of course, he, you know, t- everybody takes shots at my Raiders when I'm leaving, whatever. And I looked over at him, and I went, dude, I just I feel bad for you about the Broncos already. He's like, what do you mean you feel bad for me? Because everybody's doing the let's ride and everything. I'm like, you hired a coach simply because you thought he could get you Aaron Rodgers. He never got you Aaron Rodgers, so you traded for what's left of of Dangerous. You traded for what's left of Russell Wilson, and I don't think there's that much left. So you got you the the head coach that means nothing to you and a quarterback that isn't quite what you hoped you had. And you're going to lose to Seattle because Pete Carroll knows Russell Wilson like the back of his hand. You're in trouble. And they're like, oh, you're stupid, whatever. No one's taking my calls. No one's taking my calls since Sunday. Yeah, weird. Monday night, I should say, since last <laughs> night, I should say. I'm sorry. No one's taking my calls since Sunday either for different reasons. But, like, it's just one of those ones where it's like every once in a while, every once in a while, you see things clearly. And I see it very clearly. Denver's in some serious trouble this year. When it comes to looking ahead to week two, we'll hold off on that for now. How about? Well, we'll save that for our show later in the week. We'll save our picks and all that stuff for later on. I'll think about it. I'll see what I can do. I'm very busy. Very busy. I'm watching the top left corner of my screen, my Wi-Fi cutting in and out. Oh, but it's terrible. It's really it got really bad. Is like is like Rex like using it all for like bubble guppies or something? Nobody's even awake in our house, which is even sadder about it. Oh, even the even the Wi-Fi is sleeping, which is pretty interesting. Well, hopefully it'll come back when I'm talking about Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Located Route 50, the shops of Wilton Lillian David Fine Jewelers can help you find exactly what she's looking for this fall. I'm going to a wedding this week. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Shannon. I'm officiating their wedding. Lillian David Fine Jewelers will hopefully help them like they did for people in the capital region in upstate New York. Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Shout out to Alyssa. Shout out to David. Everybody there who is making sure that they are taking care of you throughout the season. In the fall, engagement rings, wedding bands, and more. I'm going to be there next Friday. Stop it in. Maybe I'll buy something nice for my wife, and maybe they'll help me with my Wi-Fi as well. Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Shout out to Alyssa, David, Tammy, everybody over there. Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Stop in. Tell me about Gaz's story. Does that work on the Wi-Fi right there, that wedding band? There it is. Wilt, New York. I'm talking about some college football. Go ahead. I just saw – a news post that we hired Christopher McKinney as our, as our head coach for the Columbus lions. And Chris, Chris has never gone by Christopher in his life. Um, it is his name, but the, it, while I was uh, making sure I had all the facts right about all the things he had done as a, as a coach, I kept seeing Christian McKinney, which is, which is his nephew who plays college football at this point. So when I introduced Chris, I go, you're the, the new head coach of your Columbus lions, Christopher McKinney. And I saw everybody kind of like Chris and like, Everybody look at me and go, like, Christopher? I'm like, hey, see, Matt, get up here. I'm like, and then, like, they've been joking about it, but now the news is 100% uh, calling him Christopher McKinney. So <laughs> I am going to be in big trouble with C-Mac. It is going to be a thing. 
Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your biggest takeaway from the college football world this past weekend? Is it your Michigan Wolverines not covered against Hawaii? Is it <laughs> me screaming as Texas back far fewer than I thought? Is it Syracuse potentially lining up for a 3-4-0? Uallbany, unfortunately, losing the home opener. What's the biggest – maybe two or three standouts for you from the college football weekend? Um, Bama's undisciplined. Alabama is undisciplined, and and that's um, that's weird to see. All of what sixteen sixteen penalties in through like what three quarters into the fourth quarter, I think it was. Yeah, uh, and then doing the horns down after you after you steal a victory, after you squeak one out of there, to the point where Nick Saban has to like run out in the field and say, "Cut that ass out." Uh, to see Bama be this undisciplined, I think I've never I've never personally seen it under the Saban era. So that stood out to me a lot. Uh, Texas was impressive. You know, they, 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 they were impressive. Uh, Michigan. Yeah, sure. I would have loved that they could have given them, you know, a couple more points. And, um, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, where I am, it was almost impossible to get any updates on the UAlbany game. So I can't speak to it. I don't really, I know they came up short, but um, you know, that stinks, but whatever. And as far as Cuse goes, I almost feel as bad about your happiness as I do John Danielle's. Um, but uh, you know, What's this? What do you got here? What is it? Look at this hot off the press Sean Tucker Ooh. shirt right here, huh? How about why, it? Why does he wear 44? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start with Alabama, too. I believe you and I were texting about this early on Saturday, too. 15 penalties by the third quarter. You and I watched the legendary Raider Buccaneer game about four or five years ago, where the Raiders at that point set an NFL record for most penalties in a game, and Alabama almost beat it in college which is yeah. just remarkable to think about. And, and Will Anderson, who could be the number one pick in April's NFL draft, jumped off sides three times on defense. Just watch the ball. Yeah, offense, it might be like a snapper. Defense, three times, one guy. Uh, remarkable. But uh, Quinn Ewers, who was the highest-touted quarterback prospect since Vince Young coming out of high school, mullet boy was really good. But now I wonder if he's going to transfer because if he plays less than four games – he can go to another school, and Arch Manning's coming there next fall, so he might be out anyways. Georgia should be the number one team in the country. I have not done my top 25 poll yet, but GazillaMedia.com later today I'll have my new top 25. But I had Georgia already as the number one team. They should be there. Uh, any other standouts? Oh, the upsets. As much as I'm pumped with Syracuse, they get Purdue at the Carrier Dome this upcoming Saturday. That's all about the upsets. Texas A&M goes down to App State, who's now got college game day. They're losers in that one. The Sun Belt dominating over Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern. They go down in that matchup. The upsets of what really owned college football this past weekend. I only made money on Georgia Southern because uh, Sean Holland, who's one of my one of my new uh, people here in the office in Columbus, went to Georgia Southern. So I was like, ah, screw it, I'll do that. And then one, nice. he goes, hey, do I get some of that? I go, get, go sell something. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you want from me? Go, go away. Um, the, the Notre and, Dame, by the way, lost as well. I can't forget that. Notre Dame yeah, lost to Marshall. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, Texas A and M losing was was doubly annoying. You, you know, I thought they would be a Final Four type team. Um, Corey from Greenwich. Oh, there goes your A and M pick. <laughs> Like instantly, like the kid just sits and waits on Facebook Messenger to say stupid things to me about teams. Like he, he hasn't made a pick. He didn't give us a Final Four, and he and he's talking schmack. Like yeah, he's just he's in. He, you visited him at the at the festival? No, I didn't. He says 
sarcastic emoji faces for the audio audience. Thanks, Gazi, oh, for it. visiting at the fest. Corey, I was on a bachelor party. Then you did the wedding, the bachelor party. Take Come a on, hint. Corey. We're afraid of you. you, you thanks for calling Dorian Mal so much. I like how Corey's face now pops up on our visual side. You can see what Corey Greenwich looks like now. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God he's got his, his beautiful fiance in there. So it's not completely disturbing. Yeah. But you know what? You, you, me- <laughs> you mentioned Texas AM. Oh, don't worry. You guys already extended Jimbo Fisher till 2031 a year ago. And oh, you're paying him $95 million guaranteed to go nine and three every season. Great. Cool. Sir- Syracuse wins two games, and you're just tough talking to everybody now. And Notre Dame stinks too. You hear me? They're zero and three. First time ever a coach. Either of those coaches right now, even at you, even with you guys being two and zero, you'd take either of those coaches over your boy right now. Yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jay Larkin wants. I think Jay Larkin wants a bet. He wants a bet. I feel like he wants a bet. He's throwing a little boiler up on here. I feel like you got to. Look, there's a beer wager on the on the table or something here. We got. I think so. I feel awful right now because my sister-in-law is locked out of the house and uh, I don't think she has a key. Do you want to so let I'm going to get up. I'm yeah, going to move ahead. the camera right now. Hang on. I'll fill this. Are you going to bring the camera with you? I'm right there. There she is. Okay. Okay. His, like, his sister-in-laws are smoking hot. So this is good for everyone. Let's see what this looks like here. Let's see here. There's wave. She's in the light. Hey. Hey, come in here. Come in here. Oh, don't go over there. Everybody, everybody said you heard, just heard how hot you were, and you're leaving. Oh, which flower? So yes, uh, I'll be ready for a bet. I think Purdue uh, is known for their upsets. It's a which pick them right now. That? that was Vivian right there. That was Vivian, and she doesn't come say hi. She doesn't call. She's not right. Is she the one that called me Labat at your yes. wedding? Yes, okay. that's the one who started it. Um. All right. So uh, two four packs of choice on the on the uh, on the wager between you and Larkin. All right. Well, are we using the spread? Or are we just going straight up? What I'll, are we doing? I'll hit him with a DM after the show to figure out some oh, you're details of his life. Yeah. No, no, no. Guys, oh, we're going to go through on this bet ever. I've gone full Stu Gotts on Jay Larkin, is what you're telling me now. You meant, like, you've just become a, a terrible wagerer. What like, do you mean? What? You, you, we had a competition for the horse races with, with Boston Dan. You just never bet. I don't think you bet once all Saratoga season. <laughs> And then um, even for even for football, like like we we got one going. Where are you Where are you standing right now? We all started with a hundred bucks in our in our DraftKings accounts. Where are you? I haven't bet very often. Is if what where, you're what, you, like, I'm at. I, I lost. I got my buck kicked this week, and I'm down to like one forty, like one hundred thirty nine and change. I'm at three dollars and sixty cents. Not much different from what it was last week. It was three dollars and ninety cents. So you're a hundred and three. So you're up that what like you're such a lame nerd. You're nerd. it's hard running a business, Levac. I'm I'm putting a lot of my spendable income into Gaza the media. It's hard to have this. This is this is money spent towards the show, towards towards Gaza, towards the only good show on Godzilla Media. Until Jay and I start talking beer on one of these damn things. But like like this is it. This is what you have, and you're not gonna you're you're wimping out. Like I think if you don't if you don't wager a certain amount during the season, like if a certain amount of money doesn't go through your accounts, you should have to do an entire live show wearing pink panties. No, that's no, no. Pink panties, the entire show. Just just you just being like just I'm going, I'm going Neanderthal. You're such a girl. And you're wearing pink panties during the show, and that's it. Cause you just you you make these these wagers and you don't back them up. I liked it when I used to get my wagers paid for. 
by sponsors. That's my goals. Great people uh, at DraftKings sure, and others to pay for my I'm sure, draft, I'm sure uh, Lillian David sent you a, a, a fanny pack. I'm sure Alyssa will send you some nice pink panties. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lillian Money David to wager it. with. And tell my wife, yeah, Godzilla Media is doing great, but Levac said it was best for the business if I hit the 16 parlay real quick. We should get a bet a little. I mean, I, you know, 20, 30 bucks Investments. a week at least. I mean, come on. You know, it's responsible. You can bet responsibly without being a wuss. I want to so badly. Why? Like, what do you. you yeah. I've got a lot. I got a lot of action this season. We got a lot of action going on. As far Fantasy. As we tell you had action once. That's why your new now. child's on the way. I twice mean, this, now. Rex doesn't count towards this season. Um, what? How many fantasy leagues are you in? Five. How many of them are paid leagues? Five. You lie because the Godzilla League isn't paid. It's free money. Oh, well, okay, four. You're so lying. You're a liar. No, it's four. You are a liar. Your pants are on. Your pink panties are on fire. I'm in four paid leagues. All right, I don't believe you. I'm in four yeah. paid leagues, and even... then I have one survivor pool that I'm already out of. I have another pick rule that I'm already out of. Well, I finished in last place in that one, and then I have another pick league that I'm. In. I'm in seven money leagues. Six. Do we know what money leagues? Do we know what the uh, the name of Rex's little brother is going to be yet? Do we have an idea? What do you mean we? I know. My wife knows. You do not know. <laughs> this is well, sweet stuff. That's it. Like, I, well, is there somebody else there? Why aren't we saying it? I just imagine, like, when you said that, like, next time we go to, like, the, what's the doctor called where they rub the gel in the belly? What is that called? What's that thing called? Optometrist? <laughs> next time we go to the optometrist, not the eye you're doctor? not going to be there. So it's not a we thing. Isn't that, isn't that the eye doctor? I do have to go to the eye doctor. That's not what it's that's called. What the, you're going to end up with a gynecologist in your eyes. No, gynecologist, that's not it either. No, it's, uh, no. What is it? Gyno. No, no, no. That's not a gyno. No, what's the baby doctor called? What's the baby doctor called? Where we go? When you get this. Sonogram. Thank you. Yeah, that's not that time I actually called. looked that's off and actually somebody was there, Levac. I've been looking off I and thanking people for years. Her. Okay. I um. <laughs> the procedure's the sonogram. It's not the doctor. Baby doctor. That's fine. I'm just so what's what's his name gonna be? I will try to spend more money on my sports wagering. I've been very conservative we, with my spending. Are you I don't gonna wanna... stay with, with is it gonna be like Rex and Raptor or Goslowski? Dinosaur theme. Yeah, just stay with the dinosaur theme. I mean there can I think so. I mean conservative Lion King. It should be Simba. <laughs> I'm being conservative with my spending because I think people can realize there was a Another entity where I thought I was going to have that money coming in more frequently from a certain business that has not rang my phone recently this fall. We'll put it like that. I didn't talk to you when you worked there, though. What? Like maybe you (laughs) the entire time you were at that place, CBS. They they just you just did what you wanted to do and they left you alone. So maybe it was awesome. Uh, I love CBS Six. Now, once they offer whatever the future is, I can start wagering more. You can't put a hundred bucks in a in a DraftKings account. I will I, once they call me back. I don't gotta use their money for good for good I don't, use. How am I gonna believe you to keep everybody's supposed to put a hundred bucks in and then yes. pull it out? I haven't got there yet. Bet, I didn't even bet you season. I'm just putting like twenty dollars in slowly and eventually add up to a hundred. I didn't even bet UFC because I didn't want to screw with our numbers. Because it's also it's supposed to be football only. And you're yes. out here, you're out here putting in, you know, returning models. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absurd. Do we want to talk about the Yankees and Mets? Or you just want to wrap this and call it Q&A in the day. 
Simba Goslowski. That's what we want to talk about. Stu Goslowski, Simba Senior. Simba, because I'm the Lion King and I'm his real father. All right, before uh, we get before we get to Q and A of the day, we're gonna scrap the Yankees and Mets because this has gone long. Let's talk about Johnstone Supply in Troy, Levac. I love the Johnstone a, Supply in Troy. This is a way we can save some money this fall if you're looking to add a new AC unit, furnaces, heating in your home, whatever it might be. Johnstone Supply in Troy can help you with that move to your home. Give them a call today, 518-272-5922, 518-272-5922. That's the more Johnstone Supply in Troy, Johnstone Supply NY on Facebook. If you've got comments, got some questions, they're great on social media as well. Give them a comment on there and they will help you with the process. Shout to George, man, with us and stay one here on Godzilla Media. The best, George, the whole crew over there, Johnstone Supply in Troy, helping people across upstate New York and the Capital Region. Johnstone Supply and Troy. Again, if you're looking Johnstone. to add to your home, Johnstone Supply. You're not, you're not, I'm not allowed to Johnstone. Johnstone Supply for, for like men, like real men. Like, like you go into Johnstone Supply and all of a sudden you're just like, you're building a birdhouse. Like you don't even know how it happened. You just start building a birdhouse. And it's and it's like a three-story, like comes with like six birds already. They're all thrilled to be in there. Like you walk a little farther in, next thing you know, you're, you're reshingling your roof. You're just instant man. Like, it just happens right away. You're you're automatically transported to the tailgate of your truck. It's in your garage, and your neighbors are all gathered around drinking beer, talking about their newest lawnmower. Because Johnstone Supply is a man place. That's where where you man up. And even lady men, like women who are just tough, who are tough, tougher than gods, which is all of them, they go to Johnstone Supply. Next thing you know, they're out there. They're mowing the lawn. They roll their sleeves up. They can't even help it. Sleeves pop off. They're just – because you go men – Go to Johnstone Supply. Guys ain't allowed in there. Guys who put $5 at a time in their DraftKings account don't get to go to Johnstone Supply. It's a rule. You walk in, and they're just like, whoa, 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 buddy, pal, what are you doing here? You got the wrong place. You want the pink panty shop down the road. That's what you want. Beat it. Sixth Avenue in Troy, I hope. I pray that the next time you stop at a Johnstone Supply in Troy, there's a sign, men only. Man and you stuff. know what we mean. Man, man, man stuff. stuff. Here. That's right. Man stuff. Let's go. Let's and then like there's just a picture of Gaz's face, a circle and a line through it. Line through. I no, no, no gauzes. No. But Jordan, the wife, she's more man than the husband. She can come in, she'll buy a screwdriver set. Next thing you know, she's tightened up everything in the house. Cause that's because that oh, oh, it just happens. You go like Tim, the tool man Taylor in there, start grunting and snorting. It's great. One dollar parlays. Get them out of here, guys. Five dollar uh, minimums at least. Come uh, on now. Man, the only time you do a one dollar parlay is if that's all that's left in your account responsibly, though. Mm, I would say I've been using some one dollar parlays, nothing wrong with them. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with them. Do your pink panties a little tighter than normal lately? When's your cotillion, by the way? When are we going to your cotillion? Cute to end the day. We lead off with Tom Gross here. Tom, you said, Levac, great pick for head coach. We'll still beat the Lions when you travel north and the Jets still suck. Coming from a Jets fan, I thought we were catching a stray there from Tommy all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so I had a I had a couple of meetings today, um, and one of them was uh, I established a rule a little while ago, and and if you watch the press conference, you'll see C Max already doing it. We don't uh, we don't say the A word anymore during Columbus business. Ass. No, no, we say ass. We do we uh-huh. do uh, respectfully though. Um, it's that team up north. And C-Mac did it during the press conference. Uh, yeah, listen, we're, we're coming, man. Uh, I will say, uh, Coach Manas, a very nice call to C-Mac. You know, they, you know, there's like a mentor relationship there. It was very, very nice. 
Uh, he's texted me once, but he uh, he's not called me. So uh, I'm coming for you, old man. Like, this is going to be a thing, all right? Coming for you. So, uh, yeah, no, we will beat Albany. And you know what, Tom? Just because you said that, Mr. Gross, we're going to do it in Albany. That's what we're going to do. I hope at one point they travel. You guys get Tom on the team bus and he can just like sit behind the sidelines and yell at Columbus. That's what I'd love to see happen. Yeah. I don't know where, like I'll probably be right next to Mike Corda during that game until we start winning and then he won't be anywhere near me. Then he'll, he'll go up to the, the bougie owner suite. Us Columbus owners. We, we do it a little (laughs) different down here, you know, we can go to the supply war up North. Another big Empire fan, our guy Cam. Guys, great news. I got hired at Hooters. All right, Cam, under the orange roof, part of the team. Let's go. I just don't know how he's going to look in those shorts. I just don't. <laughs> Ryan, he was Ryan so McC- mad at me that because that was during Monday Night Football that he started talking to Dan. And, uh, you know, he's going to be doing some dishwashing and cleaning and stuff. He's in, very excited for Cam. He's a good dude and he deserves the opportunity. And I think he'll do great. And, um, but I kept saying, you're, you're going to look weird in those orange shorts. And he's, he <laughs> he was getting so upset. Uh, Mike Cordes says, no shot. Oh, you do exist. All right. Happy birthday, old Mike. Man. Yeah, happy birthday yesterday, you old fart. The big 2-9 for Mike Corda. Good for him. Sorry. Right. Uh, listen, I'm telling you right now, the C-Mac and LeVac era down here in Columbus uh, hit the ground running today. I'm just saying, we're ready to go. We're going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'd just like to point out that as Mike sets his 2023 budget, I've been noticing he's been working out a little bit more. That's all I'll say. He looks like he's been, you know, he also is very smart. You do know that the person who hired you in Albany is in Columbus right now, right? Like I said, Mike has been working out really well, and he's very smart. I know what I'm doing over here. Okay. We'll see. Right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Let me hit that. There you go. Hit that. I want to hit this. Steve I keep hitting the wrong one. I keep, here, I'll stop hitting the Hit Steve. Hit Steve. Which I'll one? Hit it. Oh, here we go. Both right. Steve Adams. I will fund Gaz Media $100, but minimum bet $20, and he has to wear pink panties. All right. There's, there's a lot to that. Steve, if you want to fund Godzilla Media, I'm on Venmo at Godzilla Media. So be more than happy to Venmo me $100 at Godzilla Media. And you can send that over. I don't know about this pink panty nonsense. That's that's the deal. Steve is willing to make a. Is, he's making a a a contract with you <laughs> that he will he will give you a hundred dollars. You have to bet a minimum of twenty dollars each bet, and you have to make the said wagers in pink panties. No, all right, listen, I will do it. No, listen, I. You know, listen. You're, now you're too much of a what's the. What are you more afraid of? The pink panties or making a twenty dollar bet? The panties. Is this OnlyFans? We are not running an OnlyFans oh, out here, Steve could, Adams. That's what could. this sounds like. Gaz OnlyFans, where like you're sending me a monthly fee to put pictures on. Of, Who said I'll take your money? Hundred dollar fee. Toss on the pink panties. Make five twenty dollar bets and be on your way. Come on. No. Oh, I need money. I have kids coming, but I'm too proud to wear pink panties. This is Mike. Mike's now with revisionist history. Mike Corda gonna whip that ass like we're back in school. Ha. Ha. Never. You never went to school. Everybody knows that. Steve Adams is up the gig. $500 for Gaz OnlyFans pink panty betting. Yeah, we'll do that now. I'm in for that. That's fine. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm 500 bucks. I mean, it's, yeah, I'll do that, obviously. I'm a, I'm a, man, I'm a man of morals, but I mean, it's 500 bucks. It's 500 bucks. What was, what was, what was the line? Yeah, was it 500 or if you'd like laid up at like 250, would you be like, no, 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 we don't have to do it. This no, no, I'm saying, like, 500 he's, made, he's made the deal. 
you know, it's a we got to do OnlyFans pink panty bed. He's gonna give you five hundred bucks. That's the deal. But now that we know this, like I feel like you would have laid up at like one hundred and three dollars. <laughs> I don't feel like he needed to jump to five hundred, but it worked. So congratulations. <laughs> what is Venmo? How did that get up there? How did the That's Venmo crazy. get up there? That's, That's crazy. Godzilla <laughs> Media. All right, I got a lot of people I got to get back to at this. Steve, this. Steve is now the producer of the show. Uh, that's a great new segment. Gaza's OnlyFan Pink Penny Betting. <laughs> so, you got to so put like a $500 ticker on the screen and it's got to be over pink panties. You know what I like, Steve? You've actually got a great idea for LeVac and I because when Rex was born, we did a segment that I sold my car. So this was like the fall of 2019. Where Levac and I did this thing like when Levac and Goss is cash, which then of course radio ruined because they kept running the same gimmick over and over yeah. and over again, and it wasn't good anymore. But originally we had done something where like I'd sold my car in connection with Mohawk, blah blah blah. This idea leading up to the birth of baby number two of what is Goss's price can be a part of this show. I like this idea. You know, we our old consultant bought the money. No, no, no. Look, I, am I turning into Stu Gotts? This is the second time. First, I'm backing out on our bets. I'm not calling Stu, people. I, and now I'm just taking the money. The, Stu uh, Gotts is what, far more manly than you are. Far more. That. But, Rex, you know, like, actually, I'm sorry. I just heard Rex from the yeah. other room. Why do I have two mommies? I think that's what you just said. You know, on Twitch, the full way, you know. Rick Scott, our old radio consultant, said this whole thing should be on Twitch because they can send you money. The people who watch your show on demand later on. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think Twitch is the audience we want. Now here we are, September of 2022, negotiating Venmos and how much I would wager for pink panties and DraftKings. That was before. That was before, that was before radio beat the uh, standards and class out of us the rest of the way. I do. I will point out. I will point out the guy with the most money, Mike Corda, has not chimed in about you paying you to wear pink panties. It's only Steve Adams. So, Mike might chime in at some point and be like, "I'll pay you to not put those videos online." <laughs> it's a bidding war. Happy birthday, <laughs> Albany Empire broadcaster, guys! And there's the picture right there. Uh, and it says Hooters. former Albany Empire broadcaster, guys. I wonder is the um is the video of you in the full Hooters girl outfit still on the old radio station Facebook? I don't know. Someone Steve. did mention that to me the other day, though, like out of the blue. Somebody I've never heard of before, like never interacted with the show, out of the blue, left me a message about that. Really? What? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> like <laughs> six years later, like, where? who are you? you? There was a point during that show where I told you, okay, you paid the bet off. You can go. You can go change. And you're like, no, I'm good now. And guys like did uh, like a Sharon Stone basic instinct move. And I've... uh. I think I think I've been wrecked ever since. It's been a problem, but uh, yeah, I've been ruined for women everywhere. Um, the pink panty betting segment. I no, think- no, that's not what it was called. It was called "Would Gods Do This for the Child?" That's but it's, but it's the it's the but this is one of the first things you got to do. Steve has said, "Here we are." <laughs> oh, there's a negotiation, Levac, uh, huh? Make Levac do it, and we will pay double, but blue like Columbus. A G, a stick, as they call it in the biz. You'll see a stick, all right. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that as a, you know, a team president, Emperor Levac would have jumped at this, but as an owner, as the Lion King, I'm going to need a little more than a G. I'm going to need a little more. You know, I'm just saying, emperors, uh, you know, they, they've got a price. Lion Kings, we have pride, baby. We have pride. I can't yeah, do it. I can't. I, I got to turn down. I will wear both panties for $1,500 then. That's a fine deal, Mike. I'll combine both offers. That, and that's, that's all you're wearing? 
we can talk about that later on. You and I are I back. Said, I'm, I'm, I call myself whatever I said, Mike, Mike, ex team president. I'll call myself whatever I want down here, sir. Okay. All right. You just keep your happy ass up in Albany. All right. You, you wouldn't, you don't know what it's like down here. All right. We're back next Thursday or Friday. We will have another show at some point here, Levesque. Uh, I don't know if that, we will. I think really, I'm going to drive back Albany, and, and Mike and I are going to finally hash out what his issues are with me. My family is coming over here. They've heard a lot of pig panty talk, and now there's clearly concern oh, coming over for my wife and ones. child. And yep. And now there's packages. All right. I will talk to you at some point later this week. And Venmo at Godzilla Media, if you'd like. Uh, you got any advice for us before we close up shop here? Yeah. Break them pink panties out, guys. It's party time, baby. Let's go. Get out the red. Get out the pink panties. Ghost is rich. <laughs>